Okay, alright, should we do this then? Send us off, intro it up. Okay. I'm not going to introduce myself. Hey guys, welcome to <laughs> <laughs> welcome to another episode of Bulletin Broadcast. Uh, I'm here with the regulars. We've got Jared with us. Hey guys, how's it going? And uh, of course, Greggy Boy. Hello, and we're also here with Ben. Oh yeah. Well, who, you you wait, guys can introduce this? me. You guys can introduce who's me. Cool. He He's the founder and general he's, king of Games Bulletin. He's the initial voice that you hear, hopefully... When you're watching these, yeah. or listening to these, <laughs> unless you somehow manage to blank me out, then yeah, exactly. Oh, He's right, the guy okay. who's involved in the video of this on this channel, like virtually every video of this channel, I assume, possibly all of them. Ma- the majority, the majority. Some have Paul in, but yeah, the majority. Nice, cool. Nice. All right, let's let's hit the Assassin's Creed stuff then, shall we, boys? Ooh, Assassin's Creed. Because. So- screenshots were reportedly leaked and what are, are reportedly a name what we got? I think so I think Assassin's it's a name Creed and then Origins the and then there's one screenshot in this article and it just looks like a typical Assassin's Creed game to me yeah but it looks pretty <laughs> it does look pretty I've been um, I've been following this quite closely actually um, so they've also leaked uh, well we've known for a while that it's probably going to be an ancient Egypt um, but yeah. they've also recently leaked. I mean, I'm I'm saying leaked and doing like little parent, uh, what they call quotes. Well, is it parentheses or some um, shit? Isn't it? I don't know. Americans <laughs> probably it's call quotations. it something like. oh, I think quotation marks. Yeah, um, I've been doing that, but people can't see that because it's a fucking podcast. But that's what I'm doing. I'm saying quote <laughs> like with the quotes. So they've leaked that um, it's you know uh, gonna involve naval stuff again and that it's gonna you're gonna be able to go to greece uh, as well as egypt oh, and um cool. like go down the nile and go through the everything and do crazy stuff like it it sounds quite interesting and it's supposed to be uh they keep talking about it as being like skyrim which is generally whenever like they want to hype up a game they say it's they gonna say be it like, like skyrim, skyrim. <laughs> yeah that's always the whenever they want to hype played, up an rpg it? They say it's going to be a. Oh. We're inspired by Skyrim, or it's going to be Skyrim esque, which just means Skyrim is a good RPG. Think of that when you think of us. It just means it's exactly. a big world as well. That normally tends to be what it is. It's kind of funny how not only just like this this game, but other games have done that as well too. Like this is Skyrim with guns, or like Zelda and Skyrim mixed together. <laughs> Skyrim, Skyrim always guns. comes back. They should give themselves a nice pat on the back for that. Like, hey. They were I a just, very successful game. Mm, oh yeah, it it only <laughs> oh, yeah. seems like you they they have learned from what people wanted. You know, people love Black Flag, so they're kind of like, okay, well, we'll we'll keep that aspect of it. But I think I, that's what I'm most excited about. See, I don't know. I never play Assassin's Creed games, so at all, I played one and two, and then I never touched another one. Well, the to... the first like four, I think really good. Like the Ezio storyline were great. I loved those ones, and I loved Black Flag for just the sheer gameplay. Like the boat stuff and exploring all the islands were amazing. Again, plot wise, couldn't tell you what was going on. It, it has my interest just because I've always been into ancient Egypt. It's always one of the yeah. the, the places and eras that's kind of interest me the most out of all the ancient history. Um, it's also, um, it's sorry to interrupt, but it's also I think, I mean, it says origins. It's um, meant to be, I guess, about the very beginning of the Assassin's Order as well. So it's probably going to be quite accessible mm-hmm. since it's a prequel. Like, it'll yeah, be quite you won't have to have played. Yeah, that's a good it's point, not going to be attached yeah. to the like trilogy. Thing. There, there'll be things that you'll look and you'll go, oh, this is what happened with like so and so and. If if you know more of the storyline, bits of it will probably make more sense. But but you don't need it. Yeah, to it's, it's certainly. Yeah, I didn't even think the... about that. If it's going to be an origins, then it's kind of like a, a a prequel at the end of the series. Yeah. Well, they kind of wrote themselves into a corner with the sort of meta storyline about modern day mm. Templars and stuff after three, um, and after that. I've not even remotely been following. Like, all, I've played all of the Assassin's Creed games after that, and the like stuff on the surface has just been you being mm. like an employee in like what is the company even called? Like, 
Abstergo, Abstergo, Ab- or Abstergo Entertainment. Like you, you're like always in first person view. At, well, like, yeah, that's that's kind of how like um like Black Flag is because Black Flag is like you're playing an employee that goes in and does these like history scenes and stuff like that. Like you sit at a computer and stuff, but it is like a first person view in the very beginning. Yeah. And you work for the company, and you try to rec- you look for things in history as well, too. Yeah. So, just to sort of play devil's advocate, kind of, a little bit. When do you think they're going to stop with Assassin's Creed? Do you think it's ever going to get to the point where people are going to be like, okay, enough is enough? I, I don't know. I mean, because potentially, previous, like, sorry, potentially, mm-hmm. it, it could go on forever, you know. Yeah, you could, could just have it following modern day, and echoing. But back then to after the past that, you bit. could, yeah, you can have it following like history as well too. But then you can get to a point where you can just lead it into like the future and just start coming up with your own story as well too. I mean, I don't know how like plot wise that would be because it's all about the past. But I think I mean obviously I'm in a bit of a limited point of view here based on my social group is a lot of history buffs at uni. But everyone I know that enjoys Assassin's Creed loves it for the stuff in history. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think they'd be smart to take it into the future. But I, theoretically, they can keep going with Assassin's Creed forever because, I, I mean, I'm studying a history degree. A lot of shit has happened <laughs> in the past. <laughs> They've official, got material. Official, uh, yeah, exactly. official ruling from the history buff. Yeah. Things so have happened in the past. Things have happened. That's going to be the new Assassin's Creed slogan. <laughs> Things have happened. <laughs> 2018. There you go. You guys can have that if you want. Yeah, you can take that. But it's exciting. I, I, I'm excited to see um, the new uh, setting. I'm excited to see the potential of that. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see a year's worth of progress. That's what I'm excited to see. Yeah, they took a year break. I mean, they didn't really take a year break because, in reality, they did release another Assassin's Creed game. They released fucking Ezio Collection, which didn't make much That's of a true. positive difference from what I heard. Yeah, mm. yeah, that wasn't particularly um, great. Yeah, and I, you know, I still wouldn't mind buying that if it dropped below twenty quid, but it will never do that. Um, well, it will in like two years, but um, yes, my point is. Assassin's Creed Origins looks interesting. I think it's probably going to be telling the story because I don't know if you. I, I think it was Assassin's Creed 2. Jared, mm. you may remember this. Ben, you're less likely to remember this, but you also could. <laughs> um, well, just due to the fact that, you know, you're not so interested in the, uh, the IP. But um, there's loads of major assassins in, like, the temple thing under Monte Gerigioni or whatever that place is called. And yeah. one of them is an assassin who assassinated Cleopatra with a snake, I think it is. Oh, uh, is that the thing where uh, you had to collect something, didn't you? And there was one for each one, wasn't there? Like statues or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how you get like so. a really good suit under, of armor. Yeah, it was underneath the big villa. Mm. I might even be thinking of Brotherhood. I can't remember, though. Uh, well, I remember it, so I'm pretty sure it was two. Okay, two of them. Um, oh, so okay, so you're, you do think that this was kind of set in stone from a while back? Well, I think back then they thought we need to set like roots down for all sorts of stories that we can potentially tell in the yeah. universe. Let's set up a couple of cool ideas. Oh, here's the first proper assassin, the first recorded assassin in history or whatever it is, who killed a guy with a snake. And then you've got like, I can't remember who they were, but they're like, this guy's the first guy with the recorded hidden blade and all of this. I may be completely misremembering mm. this because I haven't played Assassin's Creed 2 in like six years the the only thing I know about Assassin's Creed is that before uh, was it before Da Vinci got a hold of the glove you had to cut off the ring finger Mm. and then he did some shit that meant he didn't have to yeah he he, well because I think Oh. The, the 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 gauntlets were originally designed to ensure the commitment of the assassins and that meant mm-hmm. losing a finger um, but then like Da Vinci was just like yeah I just took out this bit ha 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 you don't have to lose a finger <laughs> <laughs> oh good old Da Vinci that joker good old Da Vinci yeah okay I, I think and it was bound to happen it was about to happen eventually for our origins game yeah, of like the first assassin come stuff. on at, at some point yeah I'm just kind of hoping that the reason I mean, I don't enjoy the IP, but I know 
it's a very much enjoyed IP. So I'm kind of hoping that re- Ooh, I'm hoping that the reason for the Origins game isn't because they're coming to the end of what they have planned. Mm-hmm. They got oh, shit for yeah. ages. We'll They've see. been hitting about yeah. Japan like koi bastards. Oh, dude, I tell you that, if they, if they <laughs> announce an Assassin's Creed set in Japan, I will buy that happily. Um, mainly they have like just because I have, uh, that I don't have a current gen version of Tenchu to play. So until I ever get a Tenchu remaster or an Assassin's Creed in Japan, whichever comes first, I will jump on that. Well, they have like all like the, the Chronicles series, which there's like China and Russia, and then the third one. I don't remember what the third one was, but they're like <laughs> oh, side scrolling. Yes. Oh, it was actually I played yeah, China, yeah, yeah. and it was actually it wasn't too bad. I really enjoyed it. I played the first 15 minutes of that, and I was like, eh, because I'm not big on platformers, but I was like, eh, that was okay, I guess. <laughs> I think that's why. I really do enjoy platformers as well, too, and it kind of has, I mean, it has, like, the Assassin's Creed, like, plot to it, I guess, and there's the stealth and everything as well, too, but. Okay, I'm, I'm uh, the, the next one we're going to do, I'm going to let Jared take the reins, because I feel like he'll know a bit more about why, why this is viable than I will. Um, so... <laughs> They're selling a standalone dock for the Nintendo Switch. So you buy it, yes. and it's the dock, a charger, and another HDMI cable. Mm. And yes, don't get me wrong; it is Jared is fairly $90. pricey. It is fairly pricey, but here, let me let me attempt to defend it real quick. It is essentially like having a second console. So you can have your normal Switch and your dock upstairs in your room right this is where you play games by yourself and stuff like that as well too but then you go downstairs or into your living room area whatever and you want to play with your family play just dance or anything like that but you don't want to bring your dock downstairs boom you got a dock right there slide the switch in second console there you go or if you have another house say you have like a vacation home or something and you don't want to have to carry your all your stuff with you you already have a dock there you just have to bring your switch with you as well too so there you go that's nice isn't it Second console. I think it's a good idea. I do agree with you that the price. Why? I is mean, with a lot of the so expensive for the Switch though. That's what I was gonna say. A lot, a lot of the accessories are very expensive. I don't know. I couldn't tell you because people will buy them. That's why. You're a Nintendo man. I thought you would know. I couldn't tell you why they're so expensive. I, I mean, I, I probably will get another dock. just see exactly just to have that like be able to go and have it at another place as well too and just slide the switch in is is the normal dock itself difficult to take around not really it's not particularly big the the switch is a little bit the switch is a little bit bigger than the xl and a dock is a little bit bigger than the switch Correct. Well, the, the the switch is about like the same without like Joy Cons on the side. It's probably about the same size. Then when you put the Joy Cons on, obviously it gets longer. Uh, but no, you're right. It's not like you're packing up an Xbox One and taking it somewhere as well too, which I've done. It's a process. No, the switch dock is fairly small, fairly smaller. Well, so People is there much point in being able to buy another switch dock? Really? Then, if you could just normally take a regular switch with you, a switch dock yeah. with you, I, I can. And the thing is, I have to admit, I can see kind of where Jared is coming from. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, for me, obviously, assuming that money was no issue and I had the money spare for it or whatever. Yeah, if that's what it comes down to, really. If I was with my girlfriend, yeah, she doesn't play video games and. She's not really a big fan of me playing video games in front of her because I tend to sort of zone out and not. She'll be talking to me and I just won't hear what she's saying because I'm so sort of focused on what I'm doing. So, say I had a Switch and I had the money for the second dock, I could be like, she'd be like, oh, I want to do this. I need the TV. Like, okay, cool. I'll just take it and I'll take it to the other room with the second dock and I'll put it into the second dock. And then I can play on that TV and she can do what she has to do. And I could do what I had to do. Yeah, exactly. But I just can't warrant paying that amount of money just for convenience. Yeah. And, and like, even with your situation, like just the kind of scenario that you had, 
um you could just play in handheld mode or you could just stand it up and do it in tabletop mode as well too i mean yeah that's what i mean like i mean at the end of the day it's not ideal compared to playing on a tv it's not going to be perfect yeah but it's also going to be like 70 quid cheaper i i think that the biggest where we'll see the biggest is people that have like um multiple houses or they like vacation like to other places to see family a lot i i can see it there yeah it'd be but, cool i mean like like going back to the whole sort of girlfriend like i don't live with my girlfriend so if i had the money spare to buy a dock to have at hers yeah that would be helpful because then i could have it i'd have a dock at hers i could just plug it in and again yeah see and the thing the thing about the switch is like it's tiny like it's a lot smaller than it appears to be like i can fit it in my pocket so that's like no storage at all i just slide in my pocket and go to like you said girlfriend's house or family's house it's small yeah and then you just sort of put it in the dock i get that i just mm-hmm. can't warrant the price like no matter what i do no, i yeah. always come back to the money justifies in the price is difficult because it is a lot and like you were saying a lot of the accessories are pretty pricey as well, well isn't it like the same sort of price for a set of joy cons no actually joy cons are cheaper they're 79 for two. Oh, i do i do apologize yes. so yeah the joy cons are cheaper guys this is and i think they're i think they're 49 by themselves and 79 together for two it's 49 pound for one joy con yeah Money. <laughs> Nintendo expects you to have a lot of it, apparently. Apparently so. I was going to say, Greg, you're awfully quiet on this matter. I, I mean, I'm I'm a little tired today. If I'm to- totally honest, I'm a little exhausted from a few weeks of work. Um, yeah. uh, I I also don't fully uh, grasp things. So, right, the the. <laughs> I don't understand. So why would you need the Switch dock? Why would you need more than one if you could just take the original? Mainly, can, a, can a Switch be plugged into like a normal just whatever to charge it, or is is it dependent? No, on yeah, that's the thing. No, you can, you can use it. To... it. Gone. So yeah. you'll know more than that. Wheels are gone. Well, yeah, it uses USB C um, to charge. So if you have a USB C, you can charge it that way as well too. But from my understanding. I don't think it, if you have like a USB-C to HDMI, it won't work that way. Like that, it won't work like that. I see. Now, I'm not 100% on that, but I... <laughs> you, you said stuff and I was just like, yeah, I, I totally get that. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. The, the long and short of it, Greg, is convenience. I see. Yeah, I guess that's the biggest thing. If, if you people, want people to play, like convenience, I hear. if you want to play, because literally the the switch, I've seen, I've not played one, but I've seen it up close, and it is just a little bit bigger than a 3ds XL. It's not a big, you know, like in terms of the screen size, it's not a massive console. So, if you was going to somewhere else quite frequently, or like what Jared said, like say you've got like a family that want to play it downstairs and you want to play it upstairs if you have the money spare it's a nice fin because you can just walk downstairs plug it into the dock and it goes onto the tv and then you haven't got to try and huddle around this tiny little screen doing all of the crap that you want to do you can just have it on the tv in but your surely that's half the point of the switch that it is supposed to be mobile and honestly like going around the little screen isn't bad i brought it to kind of like a gathering with friends and we played um mario kart in tabletop and it's oh it's you really did bad the thing all. that the advert wanted you to do yep. where you get all your friends at it. a park bench and you all jump around well it was in a house but almost <laughs> the <park laughs> shut down <laughs> oh oh wow well. but no i mean it was it was it was good i mean it was i that was my main concern is split screen on like just the tablet part itself mm. and it's not bad it, it works see you were supposed to be talking me into getting the second dock but you literally just keep talking me out of it yeah i'm sorry ben <laughs> <laughs> clearly it's not well i mean ben do you even own a regular switch me no i don't yeah 
Wow, well, you see, that's your first step. See, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm convincing you otherwise, because you don't even have a Switch to begin with. Yeah, so I'm see, like, don't buy this. I, I'm, I'm at a definite disadvantage if I bought this. <laughs> I mean, you could buy it as like a fashion statement. That'd be cool. <laughs> but, oh, my, my Switch is in my holiday home. I left yeah. it there. It's, that's what you can you brag go. to everyone, and they'll be like, wow, he is so um, ka- kawaii. With, with all the AdSense money. Kawaii. <laughs> yeah. All right, no, okay. It's, yeah. We we are kind of plowing through this. Wow. Um, yeah, okay. we we Next didn't have piece. much news this week. A bit like last week, but we yeah. figured we'd be all right with these four stories. But we are really plowing through. It doesn't help that I'm fucking tired and I can't come up with some clever tangent that you're, can get everyone the, on. Your yeah, you're you're the one that normally lends it out. Yeah, where's where's the train wrecks? Where's the tangents? Greg? I literally, I I'm not. I, you know when people say they're firing all on all cylinders. Hmm. that's what's happening I'm not doing that I'm not firing <laughs> all cylinders is where that analogy was going um, you sound like you need sleep dude I I do but after this this is a, my this is my break between essay writing after this I'm going to continue working oh finals at yep. uni are so fun aren't they yeah no, yep, I'm in the same boat I'm actually same behind boat, my essay schedule at the moment so I need to be oh. working even harder woo Okay. Well, let, let's move on to the next piece then. Okay. Um, okay. Something that I will, yeah. I'm okay. Kind of, I'm happy for this actually. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't turn out shit. The, uh, the old yeah, Gears of War same. movie. I'm optimistic that it will be good. So, uh, yeah, Gears of War movie has a new screenwriter to write the movie adaptation. His name is Shane Salerno. Salerno? Am I saying that right? I apologize if I butchered that. I'd say that's Salerno. I'd call that a Salerno man. Well, I mean, he's kind of... His resume kind of is a bit meh, and then it goes very, very good. So, like, he did Ghost Rider, which was okay. It wasn't amazing. Um, He's on the TV series Hawaii Five-0. I haven't heard many people talking about it, but I haven't heard many people slating it off either. Aliens vs. Predators wasn't terrible it wasn't the best movie and no, that's then yeah. just... the first alien versus predator yes or is it the second one well no it's aliens versus predators oh that's confusing why don't they is not the... they should is just that... do numbers with that fucking series i don't know why they don't so wait, which one is that then is that that's the second one well, i'm googling it yeah i'm googling yep, i'm googling cool. aliens versus predator versus... come on bastard um anyway yeah so and then he kind of i'll, I'll let greg google it because i feel like that might be a typo is that the one which um is in the temple underground i think that is the one in the temple underground i like that one i like i like that one yeah see that one was an okay movie and then he's been trusted to write the next four sequels of avatar so Um, he's he's oh wow his resume kind of went a bit yeah and it's like well if, if if james cameron trusts you then you must be. <laughs> I guess we'll. Then we'll. I guess we we'll trust you too. Yeah, you must be a pretty damn good screenwriter. If I guess. James Cameron trusts you. That's <laughs> if like, I can't. I'm struggling with this analogy. Usually, when I start talking, the words come to meet me, but it, they've they they haven't today. I was if <laughs> so if you Ben had mm. a man that you entrusted with your goldfish for a weekend. I wouldn't by default trust them with my goldfish. That's not how that works. Well, what if he's just playing (laughs) the ladder? Maybe he's, like, getting in your goldfish so he gets a good recommendation so he can get to my fucking goldfish. Ah, so you have have little faith, Greg. I do. I'm a sceptical man. I was just kind of... Don't go off on a, like, tangent from your tangent. I was just reading this article. Um... And you know how we were saying, like, oh, we hope it's good. And before the podcast started, we were saying about how Gears of War has one of the better storylines to follow in terms of a movie game. Mm-hmm. Or a game movie, Yeah, that's what I, was, what I was telling Greg before. I mean, uh, Ben, that out of all, like, the video game movie adaptations there's been, Gears of War seems to have the most, like, promising story to be a movie. I um, thought that about Assassin's Creed, and look where that landed. Well, like, I, I, I haven't seen let's it. Let's just yet, so let's I, just say this, okay? Rod for 
the guy from the head of the coalition, the coalition studio who made the games. My mind went completely blank as I went to say his name. Basically, the movie isn't going to take the story from a specific game. It's going to have a new story set in the same universe. Ah, interesting. That's what I was, well, my next question was, who do you guys think was going to play Marcus Phoenix? But if it's not even like them, then just... Mm-hmm. Am I... Uh, it, it's like when they say, Let, let's get them to make a Mass Effect movie, or let's get them to make a Halo... Although the Halo stuff's not too bad, to be fair. But um, there's been Halo movies. Uh, the Halo, uh, some of the Halo stuff's quite good actually. To be fair, but like a Mass Effect movie or a Gears of War movie, I don't really see them doing too well because they're kind of predicated on their gameplay. I feel like the stories of Gears of War. I mean, correct me if you don't agree, but I feel like the stories of Gears of War and Mass Effect aren't that unique. Like they don't really do anything that Hollywood can't already do with their hands tied around their backs. So I, I don't really see what it's I don't think it's necessarily well, it could do well but it, I don't think it's necessarily an ingredient like got the ingredients there for like easy the, success. The, the problem is that like these movies they tend to just bring in people who have played the game and they always yeah, exactly. te- they always tend to fail at bringing in that new audience you know like you're saying you know Gears of War humans are at war with a species who want to kill us and it's two friends and their and their squadron or whatever you want to call them you know fighting off hordes and surviving by the skin of their teeth it all sounds very typical i think they could do good things if they were to try and make it a i mean because in reality think about gears of war as a universe put yourselves there close your eyes chaps and put yourselves there i think uh, think i think greg's waking up go on (laughs) <laughs> if you were in one of these battles with all of your friends around you in their weird blue armor and um, all of the bad guys are all nicely lit up in red and they're over there and they're fucking coming at you and you see your good friend he's got a chainsaw mounted to the bottom of his gun and he's now cutting a, a, a beast in half with it that's fucking spooks can you imagine that in a film that might be quite good like if they were to play it as a really dark film where everything is just yeah. grim well, that dude, might come be good. on. If they if they did one and two as the first Gears movie, and then three and four as the second, like skip judgment, fuck judgment. You do one and two as the first Gears movie because that's that's your dark movie. You know that's oh, there's two mm. well, spoilers for anybody who's never played Gears of War, but. The one and two were the dark like ones because that was the dark time for humanity that was the are we going to survive and then you had all of the stuff with dom and maria and that was quite so like dark. stuff like that it's just like and i feel like if that get if that was done properly that would be good and then you cut it off at the end of two and you make people wait for a little while and then you bring in free and all of this shit that happened with free with dom and you know Maria's hometown yeah. and all of that shit. But they're they're, they're going to be writing a new story, aren't they? They're not right. adapting. Yeah, exactly. But this is what I mean: is that like the actual Gears core sort of story of humans versus another race and all of that stuff, another species. It's not that great. It's the character interactions and all of the story that doesn't get told that make yeah. Gears a fun game to play and a good story to follow yeah like you said it's kind of like like the dark aspects of it like with dom and maria his wife and everything and searching for her and how that all plays out um and then in like in three which what happens to dom all that stuff as well too um taking those dark aspects mm. are what really would push the movie and make make it good i feel like they should have just they should have just done the story of the games yeah exactly and i really but then don't... everyone knows what's coming and everyone knows not to get too excited when they see ty on the screen and you know that sort of thing yeah but i mean in terms, have a good time dude in terms Rip. of film goers if you looked at film goers as a whole people who are going to go and see a gritty dark action movie which is what gears would be the people who go and see that movie what percentage of them do you think like forget that it's a gears movie just people who enjoy gritty action 
movies with dark aspects of the yeah, people I think who enjoy a lot that, of people yeah the people who enjoy that genre of film the percentage of them who have played gears is probably really small yeah exactly. yeah but how many people i mean i think about the writers they that one of the reasons why a lot of the star wars books and things like that like a lot of the canon books they'll write around films and games and it happens with halo a bit too um one of the reasons why sometimes they're quite weak is because their hands are tied behind their backs and they're told that they don't have a lot of room to breathe and they can't do very much with yeah. it. They're not telling their own original story. They're just filling in the blanks for the main story. Um, mm. Or indeed, in the, in the case of that, they would just be reconveying a story that's already been told. And that would probably... I don't know, unless you had someone that really, really loved the original story and had all of these ideas of how to direct it and everything in a really nice way. I don't really see how that would have a brilliant outcome. Well, I think mean, they're best off coming up with their own story. By that logic, then, like, the Gears, the the, the Last of Us movies, like, doomed to fail. Uh, I mean... Don't know. Is that is that what it's doing? Are they recreating the? Um... They have the producers. Last I checked, they had the producers from the game, the director of the game, all involved in the production and direction of the movie, and it was like a recreation of the game. Are they recreating the story and everything? Yeah. Yeah. Well, coming from like 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 what you were saying, Greg, if like with the Last of Us movie, if it followed it exactly, I mean, when I played Last of Us, it kind of already felt like an interactive movie to begin with and I don't think I'd go and watch a movie of The Last of Us because I already kind of like you said experienced it in the game which was almost like a movie to begin with mm. I mean I just kind of for me it's one of those things where I look and I think in the grand scheme of things the people who would go and see a Gears movie based upon a trailer the percentage of them who have probably played Gears is relatively small and mm. yes it would be shit boring to write and it would be shit boring to direct and produce because if you was following it in the way that we're talking about following it you would be extremely limited it would be a case of you know like no that did not happen you can't do that because that's going to fuck with the entire timeline yeah and so yeah in in a creative aspect it's going to be shit boring but at the same time it's money I mean, money is good. Isn't that, isn't that what it's all about? In Hollywood, that is all what it's about. In don't need good. In the world is what it's yeah. all about. Yeah, it's not it's even just, just it's not even just Hollywood. Yeah. And I just kind of like. I'm just sad. <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like. I don't know. It it depends. I I can't really comment too much on it because I don't know what they are gonna go down with the story. Um, I mean, if they weren't going to do anything that was in the games, I would like to have seen a movie based on the Pendulum Wars and seen Dizzy and all of those kind of people. Yeah, so in stuff the, like that. In the Pendulum Wars before the first Gears War, the first Gears game began. But that's I mean, why, I mean, I don't see, that's why Terminator never did a film entirely set in the days of the war they always just sort of hinted at the war and then they told another story which was sort of um like more interesting i guess because just a film about a war that doesn't always that's not always that easy to work out a lot of the ones of the a lot of the films that are just about a war do as well as they do because we have a lot of cultural resonance with the war that it's about like a, it's a real world war you know beat beat the hitler beat the beat the other Hitlers, you know, that sort of stuff. Those are the beat films the about Hitlers. wars. Hitlers. <laughs> Look, I, I, I literally, I can't think of any other wars that we care about, but there were wars that we care about. The Cold War, that was important, as was World War One, and some other ones. I just kind of, I feel like I would like to sit there in a cinema, watching the big screen with a surround and just like watch E-Day happen. I would love to oh, watch that, that on the big good. screen. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff, that's what I want from a Gears movie. I want to see you know, of... I want to see people walking around and then all of a sudden there's a hole and these things are coming out and they're shooting the... people and it's like shit, what the fuck's happening? 
what's going on and I want to see as, as horrible and sadistic as that sounds I want to see <laughs> I want to see all these people I, die I, no, I don't want to see people I want to see the panic you know, I want to see the kids go down first. I want to <laughs> see the children. I want to see the schools burn. To me, well, to then, me, that's um, what it would be. You know, like if I'm walking along and a fucking hole opens up and a locust comes out with a fucking hammer burst, I ain't gonna be like, "Yo, hey, what's what's up, man?" Like, I'm gonna be fucking. I'm gonna you're gonna be, be terrified. Dead. You're gonna yeah. be dead. But you're gonna be hoping there's a camera to catch capture every moment so yeah. someone can enjoy it for them. I'll go full like so OTT. Can you imagine yeah. if that happened in the real world? We would just blog about it. That's all we would, would happen. That's we'd vlog would it. We'd be like, oh, so guess what, guys? I've taken a selfie with this guy with a Oh, God, he's going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> that would be it. They would be some kind of get a picture of a locust without being shot challenge. Yeah. Or something <laughs> it's like gonna that. It's going to be an achievement. That's what it's going to be. I just, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I get what you're saying because you know at the end of the day you have people creating something so if you restrict their creative flow and what they can do with it then you, they're you, limited yeah you the majority of the time you don't get a good product i think mm -hmm. you raise a good point with eday i think because that's a time in the games that's never in detail explored we only really hear about it we are and you know we see it in like a trailer or something that's it like we see two minutes of it i think they could tell a good story about like a platoon that's fighting in the Pendulum Wars. I don't know the lore so well. I think it went straight from Pendulum Wars to E-Day uh, and then the Locust War. They could follow that and then they can suddenly transition and like in the middle of the film, just that all happens. You could do loads of brilliant filmmaking and brilliant scenes with E-Day because as a concept, it's really good. Um, I, I think there's potential there. I, you know, you've won me over a bit actually, Ben. I feel like <laughs> as long as they don't as long as they don't fuck with the law too much you know okay write an yeah, original exactly. story but as long as it fits into the law you know when you start messing with the law that's when you're gonna you're gonna start losing people at least like the hardcore fans that have played through all the games and... but then it comes back to the whole point of you know if the hardcore fans are such a small part that they actually are they actually gonna give a crap and to be fair how many yeah. people consider themselves hardcore fans of Gears of War now really like you see, yeah. I, I feel like it's lost its sort of determined following. I mean, I know I mean, very I few people. I played all of them. I didn't play four, but I played. I actually didn't play Judgment either. Oh, I, you, I, I didn't did play not Judgment. Out anything. That's what I heard. Everyone said, skip Judgment. I have it. They said, skip Judgment. Don't even play it. It's awful. I wouldn't okay. go that far. I mean, if, if you're into game, if you're into Gears. If you enjoy Find... a video game, Judgment is tolerable. Fine, <laughs> it's it's cool because it explains what happened with Baird and Cole before they were in. Uh, is it Delta that Marcus and Dom are in? Yeah, I think it's Delta. Yes. So, but before they meet Marcus and Dom, it's kind of all of the shit that they're doing before and how they got into Delta and what, we were what all happened before gagging. It. For that story to be told, yeah, we I was, I was, I was like, where are these side not, characters coming from? It, okay, it's kind of a bad game, alright, because like <laughs> it, it feels like it's an arcade game. You know, you, you play it. Now, someone was telling me that the controls are even like different, like the controlling of the it, characters. It's called controls. You press Y to change weapon, and it's all kind of weird stuff that's not gears and was very blare. But you kind of you get from A to B, and then the the um the level ends and then there's like a mini cutscene and then there's the next level it plays like an arcade game interesting mm. yeah, I mean I have it I just I've never played it before. make make the time for it I mean if you ever sit in a genuinely shit board with nothing to play it, it's not the worst game in the world one I'm never so bored that that's as low as I need to fall like Xbox drops <laughs> so many free games on me all the time yeah I see that's the thing I, I am always having something like my library is just packed with all of these games just because we get free stuff okay, literally well, all the okay. time if you ever want to jump back into the Gears lore Play Judgment. whatever Judgment is a mad game. reason yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. I well, like the Gears games. I I love them. Okay. Let's let's crush the last one because we managed to actually lend that out quite a little bit talking about the Gears movie. We did it, I don't guys. Know how to get out we of did this, it. We did we it. We can do it. All right. We we did it. 
Star Wars Battlefront 2 is set to have three times as much content as Battlefront 1. Did I say Battlefield 2? I feel like I said Battlefield 2. I think you two. did. I, think you I did. was talking about Battlefront. EA is Battlefront 2. Yes. Yes. Um, I talk a lot of shit about EA, but credit to them because it sounds like they actually listened to what people said yeah see like for me that was like my biggest concern i guess with the first game like i played through the beta and and then i played i only played the game the full game once after that and i was like i got the full experience playing the beta i didn't buy the game and that's how i kind of felt that's exactly like there wasn't exactly what enough I there yeah i played the beta and i was like wow that's great and i played the game and i was like wow this is the beta and i didn't buy it I just had a thought. No oh dear. Maybe oh they're saying it has three times as much content as Battlefront One because they they just have everything but in three eras. Maybe that's what that means. Ooh, oh do you reckon he's do you reckon he's like uh being a being a, a bit of a spin doctor? Maybe a bit of a wordsmith. Yeah, like sort of saying a thing and then meaning another, but implying the first I thing mean, quite heavily. Even, even we if know it there's going to be single free, player, though. Yeah, like, even if it is player. three yes. times as much content, that doesn't mean it's not going to be behind a pay gate. Yeah. Like, let's, let's remember that's that. That's true, exactly. Know. That's true. They might be like, oh, well, you know, the three times as much content because you've got a single player campaign and there's more to do in multiplayer and we're giving you two years of season pass instead of one. Oh, they did That's that, true. didn't we they? They did that. We don't that know with, what direction um, they're going to go. Who did they do? Ubisoft did that with uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Of course they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you have Year 2. It's actually a good game, though. It's a good game. Uh, Street Fighter really V has a second year season pass. Interesting. Mm. I guess it's just to prolong the longevity of the game. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, basically there was a earnings conference big companies big publishers like ea ubisoft they do these like once a year sort of say how they did throughout the throughout the financial year and they they outline what they have planned for the next couple of years um so yeah usual shit that you'd expect you've got the the visceral star wars apparently action adventure ip which nobody still knows what that is um another new game for a new game from bioware and a Star Wars game from Respawn, which could be interesting. Oh, I remember, I remember they that that video where they showed off like all the the companies that are making Star Wars games. There is so much Star Wars content coming out in the next like two years. Is unreal. Hmm, I'm interested to see what Respawn does with Star Wars. Visceral, I, I want to say I'm I'm excited for, but. Uh... It, it's weird because we we're starting I wonder if they're like literally not concerned at all at the idea of there being a Star Wars fatigue suddenly setting in like it's, al- it's, it's almost like it's, it's almost like way. Disney are releasing a Star Wars movie every year for the next five years well they are aren't they that's literally <laughs> what they're doing yeah that's literally what they're doing <laughs> like you have is it the Han Solo one this year and they've already got the next trilogy set up as well they're working on the anthology trilogy they're doing the 7, 8 and 9 and they've already confirmed that they're going to do 10, 11 and 12 like eventually like they're they're, just milk that cow Disney's just like we own Star Wars we own Star Wars we own Star Wars build everything Mm. that you can with Star (laughs) Wars meanwhile George Lucas is just like weeping openly into a fucking pillow (laughs) <laughs> just like <laughs> look what they're doing with my license they're like, not talking about Yoda's floaty chair or, or they're not casting tears, my children as characters away with the fucking hundred dollar bills that Disney gave him for his IP that they're running into the ground I mean to be fair it's so far so good I mean apart from EA Battlefront I had some downsides but you know, in the film universe, so far, so yeah, good. I mean, yeah, the films are great. I loved Rogue One so oh, much. Oh, Rogue One is so good. It might be... I, oh. Ben, watch it. It might be my favourite Star Wars film. I just never got around to it. It's, it's on the list to watch. I just never got around to it. It's worth it. Get it Get it on Blu-ray. Sit yourself down and just watch it. Get it on Ultra 4K HD. Sit yourself down. 
just kidding don't do that the, the early <laughs> half the early part of the film isn't so strong but um the oh, the latter like half mid-end. is like ooh, and yeah the end oh it's very emotional. It's an emotional film, and it is a very emotional. And if you just like to see shit, just awesome shit, just happen, you'll love it. Because that's what I like about Star Wars, and that's one of the reasons why I quite like the prequel trilogies. Well, not not I don't like most of the films, but I do like that they have more interesting action. I like to just see lightsaber battles and battles happening and shit going on. Like mm, that's good. Yeah. I like to see that. You should get a job in advertising, Greg. If you like to see shit happening, <laughs> this is for you. Like, yes, I'm sold. I will sell what, as in me, advertise to people. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I will, fucking, I'll go on the street and I will tell everyone shit happens in this film. Go watch it. They're like, wow, we need to go watch this film. Yeah, I will be emotive and possibly a bit frightening, and that's what will get people in the cinema or whatever yeah. I'm advertising. I was yeah, but definitely. Are you guys excited for Battlefront Two then? I'm excited. Like after I saw like the story trailer, it's got space battles. (laughs) It's got space battles. I was never that like like, forlorn about the loss of space battles. I loved Battlefront Two original Battlefront Two space battles. You fly to the ship, you go into the ship and destroy it from the inside. Like that was the best. That's a cool concept. I hope they do good stuff with it. But I was never one yeah. of the people that was like, no space battles. Uh, like th- I figured, I don't know. You know don't, they- don't you always find that like when uh, whenever a, a series gets rebooted, that it's always like pancakes. Like the the first one's always kind of meh. Like even if it's good, it's still not great. And then after that, they get better. You know, I, I, guess I so. can't stand pancakes. Oh, dude. Whenever you cook a pancake, the first, pa- the first pancake's always a bit bleh. It never comes out perfect. And then All the next pancakes one... pancakes are bleh. Oh, dude. <laughs> I mean, actually, I'm, I'm going to fucking replace you with Matt. That's it. Just for that comment. No, I'm going to send you a pancake in the mail. Just in an envelope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make, you, try my pancakes, Greg. You can't smother my voice. People, The people want to hear me. You know, they want to hear my minority opinions about pancakes and somebody, platformers. Somebody has genuinely asked <laughs> if I can do like a side episode with Greg. And just let Greg ramble for like five minutes. I saw that minutes. in the comments. Do you know wow. who? Do you know who that someone is who requested a real Greg cast? Go on. That's Aussie. Really? Oh, dude, yeah. we should do it. We should do it. I would. I what? Just an hour of just me chatting. Yeah, I would. I would literally just sit back and sip my tea, and you can do whatever. That would just be garbage. I would have to. Uh... Dude, I'm <laughs> cool know. with shit posting, man. I don't care. <laughs> I'm cool with shit posting. Well, I'll just, like, put on a game or something and then just chat over the game. I figured. I was sort of looking and I was like, I guarantee you this guy knows Every Every now and then, Ben, you could just throw topics at Greg, just Mm. random words, and he could just play off of it as he he must. I'll just, um... What's it fucking called? There's a word for it. Fuck. No, don't worry. Anyway. (laughs) My mind completely went blank. You know what? After this awful month is over... I will have time and energy and I will be able to do the things I want to do and I'll have fun like all the girls did in the 80s thanks to Cindy Lauper. I will... Is Lord, no, I can't even fucking remember. That's Taylor Lautman. That's a different person. Um, <laughs> and another good thing is E3 is next month as it well. Is. It well, is. Well, that is so not a good thing. we should get a tsunami yeah. of news. Yeah. Because that's, that's fun, isn't it? And then we'll have to do a podcast every day to follow all the conferences. I... Let's do it. Oh, no. I like E3 because all of the stuff comes out. I hate reporting on E3 because it is so draining. It's unreal. Well, that's why I mm-hmm. said um, to you, Ben, this is how the podcast was originally conceived as an idea. Behind the scenes at Games Bulletin Chaps and Chapettes and the otherwise inclined. Um, I said to uh, Ben, uh, when last last year's E3 was happening, uh, something to do with, the, it seems like you're struggling to keep up with all of the news in video form. We should do a podcast next year where we just get as many of the writers on board as we can to just talk about everything that happened on each day. And um, yeah. Ben said he was interested, and then we didn't really talk much about it. And then we later said, how about we just do a weekly podcast? 
And he's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And here we are. We yeah. have Jared Look on board. We ha- I said I came here. Yep, our token American. We've there got, we go. We've got all of this great news that we talk about. Although for the next few weeks, it's probably not going to be much because it's the pre three lull. So we have yeah, to like it, it's, calm before the storm. No, dude, it does happen. Like last year, I remember it, it's a bit Ooh. dry before E3. Everyone keeps their cards a bit close to their chest, especially the big publishers and stuff. Just because I, I feel like we we got a lot of news before E three last year. Like last year, we got a lot of big stuff. Like before the conference, we had even a lot of happening. big leaks. We didn't have oh, that's what it was. It wasn't it was so a bunch much of leaks news. that happened. It was people were leaking stuff like two days that's before right. the conferences. I E3. remember that um, because you had a website that was dedicated to posting about it, and there yep. was like five pages of leaks or some shit. It was ridiculous. Should be good though. I mean, you'll probably hear a lot more of us, which hopefully yeah. is a good thing. I mean, um, <laughs> I need to work out how we're going to do it. We'll definitely have e free podcasts. I will say, yeah. Um, it might not be every day because, like, that's quite a big commitment for me. To yeah, make right I just now. I need to work out the best format in which to do it. Um, yeah. Also, I'm getting married, so there is oh, when, that where, as well. When's your marriage, Jared? June seventeenth. So that's like two days before E three. That is two oh, days wow. before. When so are, after, are you going to be honeymooning or something? Are you going to honeymoon should, at E three? You know what? That would that would make <laughs> my life. I would start off the marriage so strong. I don't know how much she'd enjoy it, but you know what? I'm happy. So I mean, I guess that's all that matters. Her marriage right? is about, uh, in many ways, victories over one another and one upping each other. <laughs> Um, it is pretty much. And I think you're still here and listening. Don't listen to Greg's miracle <laughs> because well, we've, we're coming to the end of the show. Uh, we've yeah. got to talk about marriage advice, and I recommend everyone to see your partner as your adversary and actively <laughs> try to undermine, overwhelm, and generally just get your way over them because that's the best thing in any relationship and also whoever says communication is good for a relationship is completely wrong keep as many secrets as you can make it about inconsequential things spill coffee on the floor and then just don't tell her or him just don't say anyone don't tell it to anyone that's my advice there you go you you heard it here first the divorce rate is it's a lot because of you. Do I need to qualify that I don't believe in any of that advice? No, it's, you it's probably should now. because like, people are going to come out and be like, "Oh, Greg hates marriage." Because that's like it's surely that's obvious that that's all the opposite of why everyone. Oh, I don't. Greg, you know some people, people might not like, know. Though. Some people, people are slamming their heads on the keyboard right now, like Greg hates marriage. What's <laughs> 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 happening? Oh wow, that's magic. <laughs> <laughs> okay well i suppose that wraps up this episode then yep, um that's <laughs> if you was watching it on youtube the twitter handles for the guys they'll be on the screen if you're on the podcast i will put them in the description on itunes or whatever they'll be somewhere uh do you guys want to say anything before we head off uh don't listen to greg's marriage advice everybody uh yeah i second that. your own <laughs> Um, I don't really have much to say. Have a nice week. We'll see you next yeah. week. Bye, everybody. <laughs> we'll be back next week, and uh, we'll see you guys then.